before we get into the episode, head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all your favorite beef jerky flavors. I'd recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky gift bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN, all lowercase, to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. All right, since today's episode with Bill Pito was a lot shorter, it was only like 22 minutes for the interview, I'm going to go into, I guess, a rant on, on the Rangers so far. You know, Monday we played the Ducks, and we won. We dominated that game 6-4. to four. But after the story of that game was after, in my opinion, after that game, Adam Fox went into the locker room, and he was just like, yeah, I know we played great, but we could play better. Those defensive mistakes are going to cost you down the down the down the stretch bravo man like you know hearing that i freaked out because that's just accountability at its finest and i wrote an article about that i think fox had the the right language and i expected the rangers to come out even better against the sharks a winless team and unfortunately it was not to be they lost in overtime three to two david quinn gets his first win as the head coach of the sharks almost the exact same way remember when he was a coach of the rangers he got his first win in overtime against the Sharks at Madison Square Garden. So it was the same thing that happened for us, happened for them, for the Sharks. And they played well. The third period, they completely dominated the Rangers. Through the first two periods, shots were 21-9 to in favor of the Rangers. They were playing well, but not dominating, not nearly dominating. If you paid attention to the game, it definitely wasn't like the dominance level as the Ducks game on Monday. That's because the their power play was not as good, and you know what? It's not gonna be as good. it's not gonna be perfect every single game. We're I'd like to think we're spoiled. We spent years having a crappy power play. Go back to torts the torts era and to the AV era. Our power play sucked, no doubt about it. And to to have the level of firepower we do on our power play one unit is just incredible. We're finally there, but you know what? It's going to happen. It's a long season, as I spoke to with, with Johnny Laz uh, last week. It's a long season. There's going to be stretches where you're going to struggle, and there's nothing you could do about it. As fans, there's nothing you could do about it. For the players, they have to hold themselves accountable and take the improvements that they need to make and make them in the next games and the games after that and the ones after that. So what I'm looking to see in, in Sunday's game against the Blue Jackets, I'm expecting to see a bounce-back performance. I want to see them dominate at even strength, at, at power play. I want to see them score goals, keep the puck out of the net. Shesterkin had to have his best, best period all season long, so it looks like he's, he's back to normal, although I didn't like his positioning on the overtime goal. But his, he looked pretty good in the, in the third period. I mean, he made all 16 saves in the third period. Uh, you know, the Rangers just, they turtled for the first time all year. They turtled. And that's okay. You know what? It's early. As long as it's in the middle of October and not the middle of March or April, I'll be fine with that. If it's March or April and they put up this kind of performance, yeah, I'm going to be pissed. Another reason why I wasn't pissed is because I'm trying to get my nephews into hockey. So I don't think me screaming and yelling at the TV is going to help me do that. So if you saw me on the timeline just being angry at people who are getting, who are just you know, screaming, oh, bag skate, oh, oh, this this is terrible, what a horrible display of effort, Blaze should be scratched, Truba should be scratched, Fox has been terrible defensively, stop it, like, it's the middle of October, stop it, 
we're going to turn into an, that Islanders fan that said that a game in the middle of December is going to be a must-win game. Like, this is the middle. We're, we're just starting the season. It is way too early to start talking about, you know, if this team has it or not. We're still trying to get comfortable with each other. Trocek's still finding his, his chemistry with, with Panarin. Although I think he's going to be perfect. I think he's going to be great this year. He had a great game, in my opinion. I thought he was one of the best skaters out there. Along with Hedl, I said 72 in blue was the best player out there for either side. And he was. He was great. Hedl was awesome. He scored the game-tying goal. He scored the, he scored the first goal for the Rangers. And he played, he played great. He had some great shifts. I thought he was the best one out there for the Rangers. Him and Trocek were the best ones out there all night. Consistent effort. Everybody else, on the other hand, failed to show up. That's something that needs to be to be addressed, and I think Coach Glenn is more than well aware of the, that fact. If you paid attention to the way he said uh, it was embarrassing in, in his post-game presser, he said it was embarrassing, that's not our team, and it's not going to happen again. If it does happen again, he's going to ream into them, kind of like a John Tortorella. You know, like, it's, it's too early, guys, and I wouldn't flip out about it the Rangers have played well, in my opinion, so far. I think their their flashes of 5v5 brilliance is going to carry over through the majority of games this year. They have the right combination of players on the on the top two lines. Kako and Lafreniere are finally getting those minutes that they deserve, that they need to be playing. And they, they've taken their game to another level. And I think it's going to be great for them. I think they're going to start putting up the points. Kako looks great. Lafreniere looks great. We put Kravtsov back in the lineup on the third line, give Hedl another option on the wing, because he's look he looks like he's doing most of the work. I don't think Blay or Goudreau is doing much down there. But if you give Kravtsov to Hedl, it's going to bolster that line, and I think it's going to look good in the next game. It looks like, from looking at the practice lines, it looks like VZ's going to get scratched for the next game, and it looks like Kravtsov's going to be in, inserted into the lineup. Dryden Hunt got claimed off of waivers, and, you know, the Rangers needed to get to 22 men because they need cap space at the deadline. Yeah, they definitely need the, they need the cap space. But still, it's not time to start talking about trades, making trades or whatever. Oh, let's get Patrick Kane. Let's go after this guy. Let's go after that guy. It's too early. We have to figure out what happens if there's a big injury now and we're not in the playoffs. I don't want that to happen, but what if we're not in playoff position come, come the, the trade deadline in February, March, around that time? No, you don't want to sacrifice a first-round pick now, and then we're at the bottom of the standings. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying just in case. It's way too early in the season. We don't have enough to judge based off of, of what we've seen so far. It's a very small sample size. 3-1-1, one, one, only five games. Let's get a bounce-back performance against Columbus, and let's turn this around. I think the Rangers are going to be fine. If you, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. I think the Rangers are going to be fine. I wouldn't flip out. The games are, at this point, they're just, I'm just glad to have hockey back. Come talk to me in February, March, or April when you're concerned with the level of play from the Rangers. I think they'll figure it out by then. But until then, take it easy, guys. Enjoy the interview with Bill Pito, and I'll see you guys next week. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiMeglio. And with the season just getting underway, I thought it would be a great idea to have a familiar face on the show. Bill Pito is here today to talk a bit about his career, the popular MSG 150, and the start to the season for the Rangers. Bill, it's so great to have you on. Thanks so much for joining me. How are you? I'm great, Joe. Great to have. Uh, great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. So, ice cold takes means you're wrong all the time. Is that what that means? No. <laughs> so, actually, ice cold takes are right. They're, the the definition of it is it's, it's a it's a statement that is so solid similar to a block of ice oh okay i got i got you so we like to say on our show like um let's say let's say uh i think keandre miller is gonna gonna be an all-star this year that's an ice cold take we would say that's the ice cold take of the day or if it's for the the show ice cold take of the week so uh you should probably do that during the msg 150 because i know you love those phrases well i i always thought that would be a hot take, but if that's an ice cold take because it's blocked in a block of ice, that that take that to the bank. Take it to the bank, exactly. The bank. Right. Just like just like we think Panarin's gonna score a hundred points this year. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be yeah. great. Off to a great start. Yeah, he's off to, he's off so far so good, you know. Mm-hmm. Tough loss last night, but I wanted to ask you. So you worked at ESPN starting in the nineties, right? Yeah, I was an initial hire, original hire on ESPN2 in 1993. And uh, from that point on, I did just about everything until I left in 2008. Okay. So were, were you always like a hockey fan or was just sports in general your, your primary interest? So on ESPN, in 1995, right after the Rangers won the Cup in 94 and the unfortunate lockout, because the sport had a lot of momentum after the Rangers won that 94 Cup, we did a show on ESPN2 called NHL Tonight. Uh, it was a half-hour hockey show, the first national highlight show ever on national TV. I was on there with Barry Melrose uh, five nights a week. And at the beginning of hosting that show, I had no idea what in the world I was doing. Now, you might say I don't have any idea what I'm doing now, but I really had no idea what I was doing in 1995. So I, I really hadn't had much exposure. Uh, in terms of hockey, uh, the names, especially the names. I mean, 
I don't know if you guys have been watching, but this this Arbor guy on Montreal spells his name X H E. I don't know. I can't even K A J or something like that. So when you come into this, it's like, I mean, Johansson, Johansson, you know, the Donoff, Dadnoff. Yeah talking about present day stuff so imagine when you have no background like i had no background in 95 and it's like oh my goodness but you know what it's a great uh sport uh in terms of um the highlights and the clips and the fun so uh when i first started i i didn't know a lot uh now i know enough to to, to feel comfortable and i really enjoy the studio uh talking about hockey that's for sure so this is going to show off like my lack of knowledge of Barry Melrose, but was his hair always the mullet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was a mullet. He was the Kings coach when they made the cup final with Wayne Gretzky. And after that, um, he has, uh, had a great career, obviously in broadcasting, had a brief coach at Tampa Bay, but, um, yeah, he's always had the mullet. That's one of his, uh, trademarks and, uh, he's uh, had a, a really great on-air career, that's for sure. Yeah, he's been in with ESPN forever. I remember watch when I first got into hockey, and I would tune into ESPN when they whenever they talk about hockey, it was always Barry Melrose that was there to talk right. about it. He's their leading expert. So you weren't even born when this show was on. You would have loved it. It was a half hour every single night. Yeah, I grew up watching NHL on the fly on NHL Network with uh, Kevin Weeks and whoever the host was. At okay. the time, McLennan was on there every now and then. Uh, uh, Bill, Re- I think Reed was Reader was on there. Yeah, Reader was on there. Uh, Reed, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, that's what I used to do before school. Like I would catch up on all the highlights of the hockey games that I didn't watch because I would only watch the Rangers. That's something I want to get into again this year. Um, but I wanted to ask you so about the MSG 150s. How did those begin? Did you was that your idea? No, so the management years ago said, hey, you know what, the intermissions, the halftime, we need to do something to try to liven it up. Because particularly in hockey, when you have, for TV purposes, it's three segments, you know, an interview and then two studio segments can get kind of slow sometimes. So in the middle of that, I come on with the 150. And it was a great idea because uh, two and a half minutes is exactly the, the time between commercials. And the real genius is our producer, Jeff Ostella, who comes up with these clips. You know, in two and a half minutes, you could necessarily not be entertaining, but he always comes up with these incredible things that, that make it fun. And uh, we, we have a great um, teamwork situation. He, he does a lot of the finding of the clips and the creativity, and I do a lot of the writing. And um, it's just it's just worked out. It's been so much fun. It's been uh, – I'm so glad people like it. And, I, you know, we just have fun with things, and that's – that's what makes it so enjoyable. Yeah. So I was going to say it's probably like a good, like a teammate uh, kind of thing between you guys, because he comes up with the clips and you inject your, your language, the vernacular, all the, 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 the phrases and, and uh, words that Rangers Twitter wants you to say on there. Uh, any phrase in particular that uh, stands out to you that you, you know, like? I always try to, I haven't done it so far this year that much, but I, I always try to get some, uh, shall we say modern lingo in there and last year when i said no cap no kizzy on twitter twitter just melted down uh-huh you know i have two daughters, young 20s and they always my younger one in particular says no cap a lot uh, 
and then no kizzy. I don't I don't know where I got that one from. When I said, you know, it was like an incredible goal, and I said on somebody scored an incredible goal, and no cap, no kizzy. I mean, Twitter just down. So uh, that definitely, I would say, has been the uh, one of the highlights for Rangers Rangers uh, interaction. Sure. I was I was particular particularly fond of uh, folded him over like a calzone. I think it was like a hit on a defenseman. That was great. That's a did I, out I, of I, did, I, I did I say that one? Maybe I did. Yeah, that one was last year. That oh, was a that was a really good one. I love that one. <laughs> oh, good. I thought that was funny, but I mean, Rangers fans are love you. That they love the MSG one fifties. They always try and interact with you, and you try and do the same thing. I wanted to bring up at the end of preseason last year, a bunch of us had like a Twitter space going and you ended up joining for a brief moment. And I was in that space listening. I wasn't like one of the speakers or anything. I was just listening. And that's something I'll never forget. Like it brings me so much joy whenever someone like you or Kevin Weeks, like just gives even 15 minutes of their time to, to someone like me, that's like a fan that may be transitioning into something more. But to see that joy brought out in like other people, like other fans of the Rangers, was like really heartwarming. So, what does that mean for you that people love you so much? Like, that well, must mean- it's really nice of you to say. I, you know, one thing that that Twitter allows and social media allows us to interact with the people that like us and watch. Otherwise, it's there's kind of a wall, you know. So it's great to get uh, some interaction where you can inter. You know, without without fans, what do we have? We don't have a team. We don't have much interest in the team. We don't have the passion uh, for the content. So I just think that's one of the great things as we've evolved here with social media. You know, when I first started ESPN in 1993, there wasn't there wasn't any of this. We were like the only game in town. You, you had to watch ESPN to find out who won the games. You know, think about that. There was no Internet then. There was no all of these networks. Uh, many didn't exist. There wasn't Twitter. It's just the whole thing has evolved. And it's great to be able to interact with those that uh, that are family. That that's what's great. Yeah, it's it's good that it's good that you're saying that. Like we we all we all love you and and stuff. Like that was just yeah. We love that you you try and interact with with the fans. That's so cool. Like Valquette does it too. Uh, I love that the that uh, John and and Henrik asked the questions before the game. And you know, I was I ended up I told you before we started recording that you know like I got featured on there and that feeling for for just. Any any old fan is just you know it means a lot to to us just to to feel like that and also with like COVID and stuff uh, if we didn't have social media how bad would that have been? That's a really good point and I I know that uh, Henrik to your point about Zuccarello had like a really funny response didn't he? Yeah yeah he so he said he said uh, I forget his name but I'll just call him number thirty six I don't right. know I don't know the guy's name but right. number thirty six he's that, really good that was really, <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, Zuccarello was was my favorite player uh, after Callahan got traded, and you know he did so much for the Rangers. And when he when he left, it was it was it was sad for me, but I understood the decision. But yeah, just to see him have so much success with the Wild is is good is good for me. Like I I enjoy that. I hope he wins the cup one day. Tell you what, he's a heck of a career. Uh, oh it, yeah, just amazing how you know some of these guys may maybe start like Hagwin's turned out to. Really solid career. Um, it, it's really interesting when you just never know how things are going to work out. Um, right, like the undrafted players like Dan yeah, Girardi. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so he Zuccarello gives me like uh, Marty St. Louis vibes because he's he was 
about the same size as St. Louis. He was undrafted, or yet St. Louis was told no so many times. And, you know, look at, he went and uh, he's a Hall of Famer now, uh, St. Louis, and now he's coaching the, the Canadians. He's another player that, he's another person that I wish, like, all the success to. Uh, him coaching Montreal is awesome. I think that's a, it's such a good fit for him over there. And then now Zuccarello with Kaprizov is just a great story, I'd say. Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know if you saw the clip yeah. left. Hilarious. Jake Allen, the Canadian's goalie, uh, is taking a little bit of a leave of absence because uh, his wife just gave birth to their third child. And St. Louis said, well, they now have to go from playing man-to-man to playing zone with three kids. It was kind of <laughs> That is funny. That's that's funny. I had some some technical difficulties last night, so I wasn't able to catch the the intermission reports of the one fifties. Come on, Joey, let's go, baby. I know. Yeah, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure it out. Xfinity doesn't carry uh, MSG in my area, so I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. We'll, we'll, I'm going to get MSG on because I can't miss the games. I love them so much. I can't miss the the reports because I need all the analysis from from uh, from you guys from from John. Steve and Hank, uh, you guys do a great job on, on there. Um, I wanted to ask, so like based on the analysis, when the games are going on and you guys are off camera, like when Sam and Joe are calling the game, are Steve and Henrik constantly providing commentary and analysis to you or John, or are they just quiet, just in, dissect, uh, just taking in the game? Okay, so on a home game, our studio is across the street. So at mm-hmm. a home game, I'm uh, in our studio getting the 150 together. Uh, John is in the arena between the benches. Uh, Steve then will be over the, in the arena uh, and then come back over to our studio for the third period uh, because he's over uh, in the building at MSG to come on after the periods. And Henrik, uh, when he works, the same. But Steve is always in communication with our content people, our editors, our producer, Paula McHale, because he is always watching for things that he wants to point out. So he has a lot to do with the clips that we show. Uh, he's, you know, he's so involved in analytics and, and he's just brilliant at picking out. See, to me, he's, his brilliance is explaining why things happen. You know, hockey can be a random thing sometimes, the way things develop. But he is really good at explaining the why. So when he is in, the, in our building for all the road games, Obviously, he's constantly, constantly suggesting clips. Um, what was really interesting, COVID, Sam and Joe didn't travel, so they were actually in our studio calling the game. So that's a lot of fun. But I did the 150. Joe would just bust my chops all the time. And it was great to see those guys, uh, you know, from the studio calling the game. So long story short, I would say that during the home games, not a lot of interaction with uh, with the studio group road games everybody pretty much sits together i see yeah so there's constant like dialogue going on there even when you guys are off camera too. right i have a lot of fun you know during the commercials and stuff and i, I bet you, one I thing bet that's you, really been you know. fun getting those guys involved to interact on the 150 yeah i love i always love that like when it's when it's a goalie makes a miscue or makes a right. great save right Steve right. and henrik chime right. in right. at that time and i've been a lot of fun with Henrik on Swedish players too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've noticed that. I've noticed that definitely going back to last year yeah. with the Swedish players, he would he would chime in for sure on on those. What what's been uh, so far to start the season? What do you think of the, the Rangers? I think they're really uh, really impressive. I mean, they have just such elite talent. 
Uh, and if Lafreniere and Kako can fill out the top two lines, I mean, that's going to be incredible. Um, you know, spreading out the kid line to help line one and line two uh, is a huge, huge help. Because, you know, Vitrano was a good fit and Cop was a good fit, but they just couldn't afford those guys. I think Trocek for Strom, uh, that's probably going to help them um, in terms of what happens down the stretch. I think Trocek can be better in the playoffs. But I, I think it's really important for the forwards that these young guys solidify themselves as top six wingers. And the back end is rock solid. Uh, it's going to continue to be rock solid. And of course, you got an all-world goalie. So, hey, they, they, they had a little bit of a, a rough patch against San Jose in the third period. But they're off to a really solid start. I think it's going to be a great year. Yeah, I was gonna say so. Like a small, it's a small sample size to start the season. Three one and one, uh, so only five games. Uh, but one of the areas that needed improvement was even strength scoring. I'm sure Steve will will, will attest to that. But uh, it looks a lot better so far. I mean, last last night's game was a uh, was a bit of an anomaly, uh, according to uh, Coach Gallant. He said, you know, he wasn't sure what happened in the third period. But that aside, they. They held them the Sharks to twenty one shots twenty one to nine through the first two periods. Do you guys in the studio uh, feel the same way that you know the an, an improvement, even if it's just slight, so far has been made? Yeah, you know the thing that hurt them against San Jose was the power play. I, I don't I don't know when that power play has been. Uh, you know, San Jose's obviously had a terrible start, but their power their PK is really good. Uh, and Gallant made the point post game that. The frustration with the team kind of started with the inability to convert all those power first period. So, listen, it's a long season. Um, you know, as Steve jokes, with this great start, let's just get to game 81 and start the playoffs. Um, because I think they're going to be a lock for the playoffs. And then, as we know, anything can happen. So, I think it's going to be a really exciting year. Were you surprised by the, the Sharks' effort? Or did you somewhat expect that with, you know, David Quinn coming back, first time playing his old team. Maybe there's a bit of fire behind him in the in the locker room, injecting that into his players. You know, I um, I look at the Sharks roster, and I, I'm kind of like, it's not as bad as 0-5. Uh, now, they, they were challenged having to start two games overseas against um, Nashville. But they have some – they've got some good players on that team. I, I don't know that they're going to be a playoff team, but they're surely better than 0-5. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they do have, they're a bit in, they're in a rebuild stage for sure. And uh, uh, they do have some good players on there. I like Tom, Tomas Hurdle a lot. I think that was a good thing that they were able to keep him around last year because he was going to be a free agent in the offseason and they locked him up to an extension. Him and Meyer, um, a good one two punch there for, for the forwards. And then they got some younger guys too that, like, that aren't in the, in the lineup yet, but, Maybe within the next couple of years they will be because they they draft high. So there's a lot of good players there. So um, I was impressed by their third period. I mean the Rangers. You know, some people will say like it was uh, it was disappointing with the effort, but like you said, it's it's a long season and it's the losses are inevitable. Bad nights are bound to happen. You can't be perfect every single night. And uh, you know maybe this is like a a learning a learning experience for them, right? You know, Truba made the point that, that one of the things they, they were so dominant early in some of these games that they're maybe uh, trying to get to a full six minutes. Um, you know, they've had, you know, they've been a huge leads in some of these games and kind of fallen off in the third period. Last night was the first time that a, a third period 
Uh, well, I heard him a little bit against Winnipeg, but last night was also heard him a little bit. So I think their goal right now, as Truba was saying, is to play a full 60 minutes. Okay, yeah, and I think that's I think that's great. That's great that they bring that up, that he brings that up, because that's what a lot of fans have been talking about last last season. There were stretches where they played really good, but it, it, they weren't able to keep that exact same play up for the course of a full game. So far, I've seen it a little bit more this year. Last night, not and not so much, but uh, that's something I would I would look forward to as a fan. It's the the sixty minute effort. Um, one one last question for you because I know we got to keep this short. Uh, the reverse retro jerseys came out yesterday. What did you think of those? Did you see? We had them on the um, on the one fifty. See that got to watch. You missed it. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, so. I like you know I'm not a huge jersey guy, but they look pretty good. You got the Statue of Liberty on there, right? Uh huh. Yeah, that's the. The uh the the basis of my logo, my design, oh, the uh, Statue of Liberty. We my uh my friend and I when we started it, we were both we both loved the Statue of Liberty jerseys and always wanted them to come back. And you know, 2020, 2021 season came and they brought it back. We were so happy. Uh, and then this one, it looks great. I think it looks awesome. I love the the lighter color blue. I love that the red sleeves are back. I'm interested to see what they do with the pants. Right. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. You know, if you got some more questions, keep going. I mean, I don't want to cut you short. This has gone uh, really well and, and somewhat fast. So if you got anything else, I don't want to cut you short. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I was gonna, going back to the, to the 150s, uh, like when like John and Henrik and Steve do like pre post game intermissions, like where do you stand? Do you have like just a chair off to the side? Like when, when you're not on camera? Yeah. So, um, I am upstairs until about five minutes left in the period. Then I come down. And like I said, for home games, those guys are across the street, so they're not around. But on road games, they are on the set. I come down um, and get, you know, make sure I'm ready to go for the second segment. So I'm off to the side of the set when they do the first segment. Then I'm always on in the second segment. Uh, after I'm done with that, then I go back upstairs pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're only there for for a short period of short period of time, and they're able to 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 uh <laughs> to to fool around too, like with with you while you're doing it. That's how they're able because it's close, right? Like yeah, right, like, right, like I'm stay their stage right or whatever. Uh, I don't tell them what's coming. I think it's better if they, if they don't know what's coming. You know, it's it makes it the reactions more genuine. So that right, it's not, for better not, or worse, you know what I'm saying? They don't know what's coming. Right. No, I understand that. I think I like that too. I think that's a great idea. Um, but yeah, uh, I've reached the end of all my questions. Thanks so much for joining me, Bill. This is, uh, this is great. Uh, I really enjoy, I really enjoy having you on the, on the show. Maybe we could do it again sometime. My pleasure. Uh, great to be on and uh, I'd love to come on. All right. Ice Cold Takes fans, uh, take it easy. We'll see you guys next week. Hey Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.